This week in league, a serial eye gouger, Hudson Young, says he can't sleep at night, proving he really doesn't understand how eyes work. Canberra to rebrand as the hashtag MeToos. After something gets blown, some fucking happens, and mass outrage ensues. Leichhardt ecologists discover a potentially devastating new species they have dubbed the retired Lebanese white ant. Plus, we review all the action we can remember from Grand Final Weekend 2019. All that more this week in league. Welcome to episode 339 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. How you going, man? <laughs> I love a rugby league fairy tale. Yeah? Yeah? Which fairy tale in particular was this? Oh, you know, Cooper Cronk going out <laughs> a champion. Yeah. Teddy scoring the match-winning try. Yeah. Um, Letters winning the Clive Churchill. <laughs> Not being awarded it, but yeah, yeah, winning yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, fantastic grand final. It was. Um, later show this week, uh, partially because I actually had to watch the grand final again straight because uh, <laughs> I couldn't really remember many things except for Teddy scoring the try. And I remember riding him home on that try. But uh, <laughs> I, I also remember the general vibe in the place. I can, of, re- I can remember all that, but like the actual goings of the game, though. Yeah, you know the, what I mean? Like, the, th- the thing I remember was like, some Canberra do something stupid. Yep. And you first, my first thing was fucking eat dicks, raiders, and you look around, and they just look like the nicest fucking saddest <laughs> group of people. You just want to hug them. Ah. <laughs> It's just it's it's so fucking crazy though, like just how how you perceive it. Like, I I know for a fact I watched the whole Viking clap thing, but I actually saw it for the first time yesterday, and I know and like the Ryan James thing. I'm like that just yeah. t- like my eyes. I was my eyes were looking at it, but I had no fucking idea. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then I'm seeing all this Ryan James, and I'm like, I remember asking so I was like, what the fuck did it, what did he fucking do? And then I go, oh, so okay, really, okay, cool. And then I had to catch up with it. But um, it's it's not the optimal way to uh, watch a game with a future intention of speaking Reviewing about it. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, I did notice so, that the Gold Coast Titans fucking culture manager, whatever his title is, needs a fucking conditioning manager just for him. <laughs> fucking Mal, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. You're on the Gold Coast. Do something outside. Well, I mean, I would just just be like a normal Gold Coast person and, and do meth. <laughs> I mean, that, I mean I was, uh, that, that, that slims, slims the figure down from what I've been led to believe. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's, there's this is he's got. I didn't think Mal would be, be one of those guys, but there's guys like, for example, George Rose. That's what I'm yeah, yeah, Lazo's, Lazo's another one. And, and, but you, you watched them in their playing career and you knew it was fucking, I mean, like, you knew it was going to happen for sure. Piggy, like, he was, yeah, Mark Riddell. Piggy Riddell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these guys were then, yeah. you know, three, four years after retirement and they're twice as big. Yeah. You know, well, yeah, okay. I mean, I saw that coming, but um, 
I, I wasn't. I, I wasn't necessarily thinking oh. that way about old Mal. Well, Mal, Mal's just come on in the last couple of years. Yeah. Oh, Crane's on that. On that sweet Titans money. Yeah. That sweet we- Titans coaching review money. <laughs> there you go. And anyone inclined, there's there's a new superhero for you to uh, make a movie about. Mal Methninger. <laughs> yeah, his secret power is not getting skinny. <laughs> When strung out of <laughs> fucking amphetamines. <laughs> um, do you have any news things that you want to speak about? That is, uh, it's the time of the year, isn't it? I mean, really, the only kind of news you get is postseason stuff, player movements and that sort of thing. Esan Masters today was released from the West Tigers and he'll be taking up a position at the Cowboys. Who were uh, in dire need of some average outside backs. Yeah, yeah. I mean... It, I was still, I'm still surprised that he washed out of the Tigers so quickly because his first year was amazing and he had some great moments this year as well. But, and also kicks goals. Well, yeah, sometimes. sometimes. This, year, this year, sometimes he kicks goals. Yeah. Uh, depends whether you need them or not. Generally, the ones you need don't go over. Yep. But um, look, I don't think the, I, I don't necessarily think the Cowboys are the place where he could bounce back. I think it would be, you know, I would be surprised if he if he hadn't have bounced back next year at the Tigers, but. It's all uh, fish and chip wrapper now, isn't it? He's gone to the so Cowboys. Is gone. Madison's gone. Madison's well. If Robbie has anything to do with it, and being that he's no longer actually associated with the club, he shouldn't, but does. Yeah. <laughs> he just can't get his fucking. He can't get his grubby mitts out of there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, burning them from beyond the grave. But uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, he's kind of right though too. Though he's like you know, this guy came here as a as a as a bench back rower. Yeah. And the only if you want it, and he, he wants more money after one year. I mean, if he had it to shut up and played the same as he did this year, they'd be begging to upgrade him through the middle of the year next year anyway, because you know that's that's sort of how it works. The interesting thing though is that you know that is the case. You're yeah, right. Yeah. But what what I look at there is that that seems a pretty simple message, mm-hmm. and why it is. That the club is unable to convey that message to him, and it's become and it's become something where you know seemingly to the point where it's untenable, and he's definitely not going to be there. Yeah, maybe it's Mad- maybe Madge is just a well. It's all, he's, he's off he's, to the Cowboys as well. Is it, is he actually off? No, I don't think. I don't, that's I, don't, I think it's, he's it's still- gone from he's free to negotiate to now he's. The word is it'll be at the Cowboys as well. Really? Yeah. Okay. When did that happened, I didn't even see that. I thought it's still like uh, at as, last as I heard it was still like yeah you know, unlucky that he, he's unlikely to be at the Tigers still. As you but, talk, I'll uh, yeah, okay. But yeah, oh, it's funny. It's like it's it's probably it's probably a, a a brief moment where you and Robbie actually see eye to eye on a subject where he said that um we actually aimed up at player managers as well and said look this is you yeah. know been handled poorly by yourself and your manager um this is your manager's fault though I mean no, you know, no, you it's s- masters on the move yeah not yeah you've signed so. so he's like you've signed to you've signed for the three hundred fifty to four hundred grand or whatever it is. And your manager has told you that yes, that's that's sign this contract. That's what you're worth. So blame your fucking manager if you're not happy with the the, the amount you're on at the moment. Yeah. So look, it's something that a very smart man by the name of Sam Harris has said numerous times. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a mantra he uses in his philosophical musings, and I try to use it myself. Yeah. Uh, just to paraphrase, just because something is said by a shit cunt does not make it by <laughs> definition false. I was gonna say it doesn't sound exactly like Sam Harris. <laughs> well, uh, I, I can't I can't say that I'm a re- I'm a religious listener, but I just 
know, somebody sold me his app. Uh, Shit cuntfulness uh, by <laughs> Sam Harris. Uh, I saw a thing uh, earlier, and you know, at this stage of the season, I'm just reading the headlines. I don't give a fuck. But uh, Sam Burgess has got like 25% of whatever you need left 25%. inside your shoulder. And uh, one of his shoulder, yeah, yeah, one of, and uh, and he can't sort of raise it, you know, forty five degrees, you know, certainly, you know, not overhead or anything like that, and he's pretty much one arm man now. What's the go with stem cells in and Asada? Oh well, it's it's you could it's not something detectable. It's not a substance. I mean, it's it's. So can't they send him to fucking Panama or something and get well, that yeah, injection? That's what they like yeah, what send him to yeah, Panama, did. Honduras, or wherever. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what that's what I would be doing. I mean, given that you've got quite a long off season, yep. apparently it's it's quite quick to rehab afterwards. Yep. I mean, if you know, given given that he's got, you know, it was kind of at least like sort of four to five months before he'd have to take the field for a real game. Yeah, uh, he could go yeah. over there, get him, have a holiday on the beach in fucking and Panama. As as far as forwards go, yeah. Sam Burgess is not lacking in fitness. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and fucking, I mean, he can still I think do cardio. I think that the 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 money that's in the game now, I think that that teams would should would be crazy not to be looking at it well, as an actual viable option, especially when you have got players with situations like, you know, like ACLs and things like that. When when it's often a, a year to to rehab, you know, rehab, yeah. you know, surgery, recovery, rehab before they're back playing yeah. again. Sometimes if this happens early in the season, they can sometimes sneak back in at the end, mm. but. I mean, for the amount of money you pay, you pay players, and the amount of time you know yeah. importance. So, I mean, if you can send a guy over there, like like two weeks, yep. send him over there, get the treatment done, you know, whatever for a couple of weeks, get him sent back, and if it cut yeah. the rehab down to three months, then it's a massive net. Even if he's back a third of the way through the season, yeah, yeah, that's you know? a ma- it's a massive net positive. Sam, right? Russ, we know you listen. Yeah, we'll document it. Send us over there. Yeah. We'll fucking we'll do the Twillies live from Honduras. Yeah. I stepped out there, get some get some stem cells shot into his dick. <laughs> <laughs> and the stem oh, stem cells are going. Oh no, this is already a baby dick. We don't need to do any more baby cell stuff. So it's, uh, you know. <laughs> I mean, there's only so many there's only so many dick cells you can fit inside the sausage skin. <laughs> So they go, fuck, could they have put us in Christopher Reeve's spine or something? Like, something useful? <laughs> well, I don't think you can get far with that in this day and age, really. I mean, great, we're just, stu- we're just, we're just stu- stuck in a fucking hole. <laughs> That's what they'd be in the other one, too. Yeah, if they get sold, that they're being put into Superman's fucking <laughs> Superman's spinal column. Name <laughs> uh, your agent, stem cells. Yeah. But yeah, if 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 it were, I mean, particularly in a situation like Sam Burgess, where he's got like crazy, like three four years to run on a deal with the Rabbits, yep, being paid at top dollar, yeah, there's no way they can argue they can't medically retire. <laughs> they can't medically yeah. they can't medically retire him, so they are on the hook for fucking hundreds of thousands of dollars if he doesn't if he does turn out he can't play. That's the kind of guy, and plus you've got like a you know, ultra rich benefactor. At yeah, the, at the helm of the club, Rusty Crow. I am sure that that would be one of the biggest no-brainers ever. You know, okay, you're not playing for England, great. You're going to fucking Panama. Yeah, yeah. And especially when it seems to be, this is it. Yeah, you can't use that fucking arm anymore. It's not like yeah. 
or you better be careful, one more serious injury could end you. Yeah, yeah. This is pretty much it. Yep. Fucking roll the dice. Exactly. And I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's just money. And I mean, if if you're sitting in Russell Russell Crowe's position as a, a passionate supporter of the club and, and, you know, and the owner of the club, as a passionate supporter, you'd say, look, our cap is fucked <laughs> for four years. <laughs> we could literally buy two good players per year yeah. on the money that he's on. Yeah. Which could be the difference between, you know, and, uh, you know, instead of running with 29 players in our in our squad, you know what I mean? So, um, they could easily, I mean, fuck, I mean, the other option, you know what he could also do? He could probably try to think about fucking <laughs> get some Sam Burtis stem cells and <laughs> throw him into Julie. Let's <laughs> see if he can create another couple. Yeah. Well, you know, because you know where stem cells come from. Well, yeah. Yeah, and also it'd be lovely. It, it's probably the only chance for... <laughs> oh. <laughs> I put that in. <laughs> I'm just gonna... <laughs> I'm gonna... <laughs> oh, fuck. Can I fucking remind me to edit that? <laughs> like put a, like a beep over just enough of that part there. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> About thirteen minutes. Hey, Karam. <sighs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Speak to say something. <laughs> I need to yes. make a note. That's uh, yeah. That, so that-, <laughs> that is just <laughs> yeah. So Sam, all, all the best. We wish you well. Yeah, come, come back as Robo Sam next year. Uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, as a no-brainer. The amount of money you'd spend far. Far pales in comparison to the amount of what money that yeah. it's going to cost you to have a dude that either can't play or can't play much. Because you'd have to think, I mean, it's if it's like this situation where things have deteriorated so badly that he can't raise his arm over 45 degrees, then there isn't really a prospect of that's it. Like an there's off season no of rehab yeah. is not bringing that back. You that's know, it. you see, you need to look outside the box a little bit and uh, yeah, probably a good option. Yeah. Okay, recaps, or should I say recap? Because I'm really, really not going to speak uh, in in any detail about about one game. Mm. Uh, we could briefly touch on the fact that the the, the Broncos uh, women uh, won the, the what they call the scissor title, going back to back, and also they scored. It was like another crushing victory again. In too, which another- I would like to add, yeah, there was a fucking. Grade four flat prattler that required a medicab <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> onto the field. Yes, and uh, and they won significantly, uh, yeah, comprehensively, thirty points to six, and uh, and the second time in a row in a grand final, they're going back to back, but they also scored, thir- you know, thirty points, you know, in a grand final again. So, and hey, also with some fucking impressive offensive plays. Yeah, finally, like finally, individual creativity. Yeah, 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 the likes of which we rarely see. Yeah. At this stage, you know, no. so uh, it's quite a spectacle. 
and it's just impressive as you know for for the the women's side of the of the club up there because they they lost a significant portion of their grand final winning side last year to the Dragons who bought, buying them with the intention of <laughs> winning the grand final. Yeah. And then they come out and do the exact same thing with the yeah, with the new ones. So, you know, you've got to give credit where it's due. And uh, Newtown uh, jagged, jagged and in the literal sense, jagged a fucking win at the end of the uh, state versus state. Reggie's showdown. What, what a fucking highlight that was, though. Well, this is like they had the, they had the one last week, which got them into the that won them the grand final down in New South Wales yeah. and got them into that game. Yeah. And this game, they were down sixteen two at one stage and um, down by four with you know not much time left to go. And that kick, it was kicked sort of directly to where all of the defence were and to where all of the attacking players were running, and it just it hit the ground and just right angle back in field. To, to the guy it, running yeah, through and yeah. and, it, and the guy the one unmarked guy running straight through uh, wrong footed everyone on both sides except for him yep and he's just through and he's under the sticks yeah, so it's I, fantastic what a, a, a glorious fucking way to win a game yeah and um and uh, yeah I mean there's some of the boys in there watching the game with us uh, in the Edinburgh Castle that were pretty uh, pleased with that outcome um now the big game. The Roosters, 14, to feed the Raiders, 8. The crowd officially was uh, 82,922. The uh, Roosters, their 14, came through tries to Sam Verrills and James Tedesco. Mitchell, two of two conversions, only one of three penalty goals. The Raiders, 8, a try to Whiten, a conversion to Croker, and a penalty goal to Croker. Now... In terms of the game itself, I mean, it was it was much more hard fought than than I anticipated it would be. Even the way the Roosters started, it looked like you know it felt like they might you know blow them away pretty pretty quickly. But the uh, you know they sort of got it, got it back towards the thirty minute mark of the game, and the, the second half was very tight. Obviously aided by uh, a stint there where they were you know, had a man advantage and and with Cronk off the field, um, but. It was at some stage it was like second half was like seventy percent possession or something to the Raiders wasn't yeah. it so so much much like we saw last week with the Roosters where they they had the they had a situation where you know the Storm started actually applying pressure and dominated for about twenty minutes of the game and uh, they scored one try in that period but there was just you know some absolute desperate defence to prevent them scoring any more and. The same situation this game. I mean, like the defence again. On both sides, the defence was good, but the Roosters had to withstand a, a ridiculous amount of pressure in that second half. Yeah. And that was, you know, and while the, you know, the glory goes to, to Teddy and, you know, spectacular team sort of length of the field try being the difference in the end, the the real story is just is the Roosters' defence held up when it had to yeah. in the biggest game of the year. Yeah. And uh, and got them the victory. I think the Roosters did really, really well here in terms of putting in a complete and level-headed 80-minute performance. And that's where that whole experience yeah. in grand finals and experience in these occasions came to the front. And there was yep. also some, you know, the, you know, they lost Orbison pretty quickly as well. Like he was sort of got, he was gone the first sort of twenty minutes or something, wasn't he? Yeah, like 15, well, there, 20 minutes. There was some shit that happened in this game, but let, yep. let's take a couple of things into account here. Yeah, we'll get to the shit. We'll if, do the shit last. Yeah, we'll do so the shit. Everything last. else first. Yeah, but everything everything else out of the way. Yeah. If you can go into a grand final, lose a player so early on in the game, 
yep. that your bench rotation's fucked and you're a man down mm-hmm. in a sport of attrition. Yep. And have somebody sent to the bin. Yep. And still come out victorious. It's a fucking, it's that, a mighty effort. That, that is a fucking sensational effort. I think what the Raiders did really well early on, they were prepared exceptionally well for the Roosters' edges. Yep. Now, we all know that their left-hand side is absolutely fucking lethal and they run that short side better than any other team, that, mm-hmm. at least in recent memory. Yep. The Raiders, whenever the ball went left, they numbered up quick, they came up together, and they just shut everything down very, very quickly. The Roosters play their short side so well because they don't run themselves out of space. They don't run themselves yep. into the touchline. But the Raiders stopped them advancing, which killed all of their plays. What that did do, though, was leave a little bit of room in the middle. Mm-hmm. And Nickel Klogstad was absolutely fucking huge defensively for the Raiders covering where he could in those gaps. But eventually, yep. Verrills took advantage of that. Came back in and scored. Well, really, it was there were two lapses in the game. Both of them, like, just market offense was just fuck. Like, yeah, both times, and it cost that. It literally cost them two tries, and That's the only two tries they, they conceded during the game. Yeah, exactly. Um, and just to the quality of the game, it was a hundred percent completion after twenty minutes yep. for both teams. Yep. You know, for and especially at the pace that the game was played at. Um. And it seemed to me that the Raiders had the, the rub early on in terms of territory. Yeah. Just from their kick chase. The Roosters looked a little bit off in their kick chase. They, they're normally the sort of team that, that can really get in and apply pressure, but the, the Raiders just seem to be starting in very, very good field position all the time. Then about 28 minutes in, when the Raiders up their defensive tempo. Yep. The Roosters were let down by the kick chase again. That was right before Teddy had his little knock on. Yeah. And White and ran in. Got that try, yeah. Got that in. The Raiders were well in it at that stage. Then just coming up to half time, there was that Croker try where he almost pulled off yep. the the turbo origin esque snatch out of midair. Yep. Try. yep. Like that wasn't just a bee's dick away from fucking going into his hands yeah. as well. It could have been yep. a very different game mm-hmm. going into half time. I'm trying to press next page on my fucking iPad. This is not happening for you. No, it's not. Not a good night for fucking technology. <laughs> now I want to. I mean, do, do we do we start addressing the controversy at this point, or which one first? Well, um, I think that I think that the well, there's there's, there's going to be there's two. You can group every all the responses into two pools for this thing. I think, and it depends greatly on who you're backing financially or emotionally. <laughs> I presume you know in this yes. game. So like just this just to. to just so I'm clear in my mind, I mean, there's camp one is the camp that don't give a fuck, which is East fans, or that they agree that the two controversial moments were fucked as far as they were fucked and moved on. Yeah. Then you got camp number two that consider it to be the just the most fucking egregious refereeing failure on the in the history of the game. And uh, and it's to those people that I would like to speak to mostly. <laughs> Let's address those people. So the first one, okay, so the first one happened, you know, like in the third minute, like two and a half minutes in when the ball hits the trainer. This is, this is, the, this is the rule. 
It's the rule. Yes. I mean, does it suck for the team that gets disadvantaged by it? Yes. Fuck yeah. I've had things, you know, situations where, you know, Manly have had you know, tries pulled back because they've fucking, you know, the, yep. the referees got in their fucking yep. road. And it, I mean, it absolutely, every time it, it happens, fucking it fucking sucks. sucks. But, like, the commentary from Joey and Gus are, are like, you know, oh, look at Whitehead, he's away, you know? And, and you know what? Maybe he was. But you know what the result would have been if Whitehead had to pick that ball up and run the length of field and scored under the post? What's that? They would have gone back and fucking looked at the player, the charge down on video referee to see what the you know see what the deal was if there was anything you know if it was knock on or, or you know something in the pickup and all that sort of yeah. thing. And what they would have seen was Soliola absolutely fucking up and Kiri or whoever it was who kicked it after it and gone got underneath through. their legs, yeah. stood up, flipped them, and they that would have been a penalty to the Roosters down, and they would have kicked the ball down the other end and had a touch exactly. finder. Yeah. And Soliola, given the way they're protecting playmate, he may have found himself fucking in the bin yeah, for ten minutes as well it. because it was as far as those things are concerned. It was it was like one of the wor- worst ones that you see since they've Pretty started cracking down. Yeah. I mean, these days the guys kind of just sort of wrap them up and you know just give them a cuddle. Yes, you know if they t- if they make contact yes. at all. But I mean, this was one where you know you've really upended the guy, and that's that would have been the outcome of it. <laughs> There's no fucking other. I mean, it should have been a penalty anyway. I can't believe the the, the trainer stopped stopped it from being a penalty because the focus was completely over on there and what the fuck's going on over there, and they just didn't even bother looking at the other side of it, you know. Um, so didn't cost them any points. No, it's it's a rule. We've I'm sure everybody can remember a time when their team were, were disadvantaged by such a rule. I can think of three separate occasions. I mean, because I'm, I'm, I'm a fucking memory like an elephant on this on fuckery like this. <laughs> but you know, it sucks. But it's a rule, and it was in the third minute of the game. I mean, fuck's sake. You know, get over it. It was, yeah, exactly. it was, it was fucking. It was early on. Yeah. I think the second one. This is the big one. This and, is call no call. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. And again, it wasn't. <clears throat> it wasn't as even if it was an intentional charge down. He was off, going off. He was. Yeah, he, he it, was. Yeah, I it mean, hit his fucking face. Yeah, he was going in for a tackle, and the ball hit his face. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the second one, obviously, is the is the big one. The call no call on the six again. Yep. Uh, should the referee have gestured? Six again before he actually had a reply because I mean I've seen the things he's saying like I never said I never said six again and that's true he didn't you can clearly hear in the audio there's like an inflection in his voice he's asking a question Is it six again yeah he's he's yeah. asking a question he shouldn't have put his hand up though and started like you know thinking about what his gesture was yeah. before he'd actually got the you know the reply from Correct. the other referees or whoever was giving him the advice on it Correct. Um, and if that were the case and if he just left his arm down for a second. Until it come back, yeah. Then there wouldn't be a problem because because it, it actually was a pretty quick decision, mm-hmm. you know. In in the scheme of things, it's just that he's like he's he put his hand like started like you know gesturing almost as he's asking a question, not you know, and not waiting waiting for the reply. Yep. And then it would have been fine, but he did it, and you know they can't unless there's foul play. They you know they can't retract it or you know or reverse well, their decision or whatever. What, and <clears throat> what constitutes foul play? Well, it's if a touch judge or the other or the other referee or the or the the booth say, look, you know, so like a guy's been taken out here or something like that, and then they so can then change why, it. To a- why isn't there this level of fucking outrage? Because this also happened multiple times in this game, mm. where the referees called lost ball, yeah, and then the pocket referees gone, no, nah, it's a penalty. 
Yeah, well, well, I guess that, that. I guess that's the definition of foul is play. That like, foul yeah, play? like yeah, as a, yeah, not as necessarily not talking about like professional fouls, yeah, but okay. actually just like oh no, there's an infringement, you know, an infraction or something somewhere. Yeah, I didn't think and, that um, was foul play, and there was no infringements or anything. Anyway. This one, it was just a, it was just a knock on, you know, when yeah. the, when the guy's going to get the ball, and like you can and you can focus on the hand gesture all you like, and you can speculate what White was thinking, but the way that Hodgson and Gula. You could tell they knew it was the last tackle because it was evident in the way that they were desperately trying to keep things alive at all costs. Yes, and getting the ball out. Yeah. I mean, and and the call they never actually verbalised. They never yelled out zero or anything either. No. But what they did yell out like five times was like last, last one, last, last tackle. Last. You know, it's like, last. Yeah, last. And and people go, oh, I couldn't even hear what my son was saying next to me in the grandstands. How could he possibly hear that? Or how? I mean, was he fucking looking right at one referee, not the other referee, for the split second he had his hand up to say, you know, and, then, and never. Said six. I mean, it's it cuts both ways on that side. Again, of things. regardless of all of that, mm. how many times do you hear people out there? Oh, I don't care how they do it; just get the call right. Yeah, the call is fucking right, and that's ultimately what is get what, what so the, at, the, that's what the real point is because none of it matters. There was no one in chasing position, no, effectively to his yeah. right. Yep, pretty much everyone else to his Which, left was offside. Yep, because the play before was yeah well in front. Yep. The absolute worst disadvantage there was that the Roosters ended up with that ball where they did instead of maybe on their try line mm-hmm. or fucking worse if he'd have kicked it a seven tackle set. Yeah. You know, in, yeah. in the scheme of things. Well, this, yeah, I mean, this is the thing. By the laws of the game, they shouldn't have created the hesitation. I get that. That's fine. And we could see that. But the, the referees, they, they cost Canberra half of one tackle. Yes. Really. And like the blow brigade will consider that it cost them an extra set of six, which is to say like let's say they let's say they that while they did cause a split section of confusion while making the correct decision, these cunts are actually saying that they would prefer the game had been played on with an incorrect decision. Yes. Giving an extra set of six to Canberra and if they had and they would have been cool with winning the grand final Based off based that, based on an inc- yeah, based, based off that, yeah, and like so, I mean, so honestly, if that's if that's what you're saying, yeah, if that's if you're saying if you're saying that you that that it was it was you know there's such a fucking thing that cost you the game. You're saying you wanted the set of six and you're happy winning the grand final like that. And if that's how you feel, if I can stand in front of a mirror, say that shit out loud and see what an absolute fucking idiot you look yeah. like when you say it. Um, I tell you one thing, the referees didn't do. What's that? Was make fucking. BJ jog back into position from marker well, yeah, and leave a glowing well, this is, fucking gap. Well, that this Kiri is it. I mean, the, de- the decision didn't even cost Canberra any field position. Yeah, I mean, it, what it did provide them was a chance to aim up with the Roosters ten meters out or something like that, and and you know keep them you know, pegged down their end during an extremely dominant period of play for the Raiders. And now, yeah, let's let's counter that with two other decisions in the match, which I think were far more impactful on the result. And um, because they directly cost Canberra like guaranteed ten points with a chance of twelve, so so let's put the spotlight on the man in the middle who deserves the scrutiny. BJ fucking Leilua. Correct. First one, simple catch and pass. Yes. And they go ahead twelve eight with a chance of fourteen eight from the sideline. Yes. Not a hero play. Not a flick pass. Not this spectacular bullshit. Rappiner wouldn't have to do a fucking you know triple thri- flip, tri- tri- triple flip yeah. fucking bang, bang the ball down while his body sailing over the fucking yeah. fence. None of that shit. All he had to do was literally like catch and pass, no tunnel balls, none of that shit, and he's and he's over. And like yeah. and Rappiner wouldn't have to, he wouldn't have had a hand on him, and he would have yep. been able to run, place the ball down, keep running, no yeah. no theatrics, no gymnastics, yep. nothing. 
And then the second one, BJ fucking Leilua again, casually jogging back yep. in, at Marker, which was the direct cause of the, the short man situation they had, which created the gap. And, you know, it was some brilliant fucking play. Like that pass back in from Tupo, like it was yeah. to get it, to get him away. Like, it's fucking incredible. And, you know, and Teddy goes on. And I'll they, tell you what, that, that's a good segue. He and Morris on the other side mm-hmm. were fucking massive. Look, I mean- this 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 Clive Churchill situation. I mean, we can probably you know get to we can probably get to that in a bit anyway. Mm. But like yeah, White White had a great he had a, a a good to great game. I thought Papali was fucking far better than than yeah. he was. But then I think like Tupo, uh, you know, it's hard for a winger to get a Clive Churchill. Yeah. But holy fuck, man! Like he's yeah. that was a Clive Churchill performance. Yes, Cordner was huge as well. Um, I think it was Cordner and Tupo, and like, and yeah, Warrior Hargraves was great as well. I thought, but he- I thought, I thought that Tupo might have been like the you know the out of the left field. Yeah. Not, not you know, because you know, there were guys that only have to have half a good game. Whiten's one of them. I thought, I it, thought Morris might have just also for sentimental old man factor. And how fucking good would that have been? Because he was just, again. Sp- Spectacular, fucking taking high balls over people when he needed to. His defense, his defense saved the fucking game because yeah. he was the he was the guy that that was the side they were running to. Yeah. He was the guy they were attacking. Yeah, like he like he's some kind of weak link. Has these motherfuckers seen State of Origins? He he seems to be just this is absolute. Well, this is my fucking job. Like there, yeah. there are half a dozen things as a winger. That yeah. I just need to do exceptionally yeah. well, and I'll do them exceptionally well all the fucking time. Plus, I'll do some other added shit now and again yeah, when, yeah. when I can. Um, absolutely phenomenal. I thought Radley was fantastic for the yep. Roosters. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying by any stretch that that Whiten had a bad game. No, no, he wasn't bad at all. He was, he was, he was um, Canberra's second best player in my opinion. Yeah. Because I, like, I, th- I feel like like Bateman was relatively unsighted. Hodgson, I thought, I mean, I'd even go so far as saying he, he, he kind of had like a bad game. Hodgson had one of those games where he's less about directing them around and more about trying to take strips. Yeah. And, and BJ was, I think BJ was, was excellent. But these two fucking things cost them, the, you know, essentially cost them the game. Even one of them. But going back to the Roosters, there were a couple of times there were, there were two breaks that that come to mind. There was the the BJ half break mm. and the Nickel Clogstad half break. Yeah, and both of those were just perfect examples of the level of communication in defence that the Roosters have with each yep. other. Whereas when other teams scramble, they all scramble for the ball carrier. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing to do. It shuts down the play most of the time. Yep. But it, but it also it also um, ends up with situations like the Canberra try they scored the win against the Storm as well. Yep. Everyone's going the ball carrier, which that's creates, it. you know, they put it back inside and there's a big yawning there's a thing. Yeah. 54 man fucking yeah. Yep. hole. Um, but what the Roosters do is they all know where to go mm-hmm. to shut the play down completely. Yeah, but it's also just like you just watch them when they're when they're sliding as well, and they just they just keep their they keep the 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 spacing on the line together so well. Like yeah. you'll see when they run, and you'll see the the line start to you know expand out at a certain point. But then the two the two guys they need to close that hole, and you'll see those two guys they'll just sprint extra fast yeah. till they're at yeah. that point, and then they'll stop, and it just yeah. keeps it like you know it's like yeah, it's an exceptionally well drilled yeah. defensive effort. Yep. Um, and, and look, you know, so the, the refereeing moments are unfortunate. They weren't terminal, 
but it, it, you know, undisputable that BJ cost them the you know a go ahead try at the business end of the game, and he was a catalyst that allowed them to go length yep. of the field. Le- and let's say length of the fucking field as well to score that yeah. try. It wasn't like some crazy you know bullshit call where yeah they gave the Roosters the ball five meters. I mean, no, no, no. and. Uh, and so, like, you know, blaming referees, you know, might make you feel better about losing the grand final because yeah. to admit the truth that your team fucking lost because they weren't good enough. Especially, okay, what what's your call on the uh, the Cronkson bit? Look, it, it was fair, but it was such a fucking stopwatch situation. The, fu- the, the thing, like, I have no problem with the sin, the sin nope. bin. I mean- if they if they use that application of the rule every time it happened, holy fuck, we get five a game. But now here's my thing: I've looked at it a couple of times, and again, it's only on TV replay. Yeah, and I'm trying yeah. to pause it and freeze frame it myself. Yeah. Did the ball hit Kronk's arm? No, no, I don't think it did. Didn't it? I think it just bounced straight. I think it just bounced straight out of um. Ah, oh, okay. He's, I, th- I think he might have hit Papali's arm. And the then- way I saw it was that Kronk's wrapped his left arm, and the balls hit his. Forearm and bounced up. I might be wrong. Yeah, I think it hit. I think it but, just sort of hit Papali's and then come off his chest. Ah, but okay. but Kronk's arm comes around and like got Papali's arm like yeah, that. Yeah, okay. But um, the thing is, and everyone's like going, "Oh, you know, yeah, guess what? You fucking you got the that was a 50-50 call, and you got it, and you and you got given it. And so let's stop talking about whether Papali was cool because you know what the funny thing is. If he had caught that ball, Kronk still fucking tackled him yeah. and he still didn't get five meters from the try line. Exactly. He got him on about the eight yeah. and he fucking dropped him. Yeah. And and so he wasn't yeah. yeah, it wasn't going anywhere anyway. Yeah. But you still got the call. You still had the man advantage. You had like seventy at some one stage, seventy percent possession in the second half. And And that's the thing where Canberra relied on Hodgson and he wasn't I don't think Yeah. There. And again, he, he it's not like he cost them anything personally. But when they had that man advantage, up mm. until that point, they had been fucking rattling cages every single tackle. Yep. Every single set led with the roosters kicking out of trouble. Yep. They were absolutely rooted, so they mm. weren't chasing hard enough. Yep. And Canberra were just grinding them into it. They end up with a man advantage, and all of a sudden they're putting... All of their effort into attack. Was but all, remember that man, like- that man advantage as well. That was that was when BJ had that opportunity yeah. to, to lay the try on for Rappin as well, and then it was uh, that got shut down, and then yep. Kronk's run. That's when he's run back on. Like it was like the yeah. last minute yeah, of his yeah, time off. Yeah. But but when they had that man advantage and they they put all that effort into the attack, mm-hmm. all of the defensive sting left, and the Roosters just seemed to be running with ease. And as soon as they started to get running again, and as soon as they started to get up the middle. Mm. They got a second win. Yeah. And that, again, is just that big game experience. And unfortunately, I I was really looking for someone like Caesar to stand up. Yeah. But, you know, he, he was, I guess, relatively unsighted as well. He didn't have the yeah. happiest of games. Yeah. And... And and look and look going into the game, was the, the and at the, the meetups and on the show last week and probably last couple of weeks I've said it, but this Raiders thing they've scored like one legitimate try per game in their finals games when it's taken more than one try to win the game yeah. and then they've been fortunate to have it. and I said that the Roosters weren't the team that were going to fucking drop the you know bounce the ball out when they were trying to get into the field to play again and they weren't going to you know give them these these bullshit tries that they'd scored yeah you know, like Jack White and drops the ball and then. But sticks his yeah. foot out, so it's not a knock on. Yeah, roosters aren't giving you that shit. Yeah, exactly. The roosters, the roosters gave him one try, the one legitimate try. They gave him no bullshit tries, and this time, for the first time in the final series, no bullshit tries offered up. One try wasn't enough to win it. 
Yeah. And it was ultimately, and their attack in in the finals wasn't good. It was, I mean, it was their defense was great all year. Their attack was fucking phenomenal at stages of the year, but in the finals, their defense held up, but their attack didn't. And especially when starting inside the twenty. Mm. So, again, nothing, nothing, but an undeniable success of a season for that club. Yeah, for the yeah, of course, of course. Stop uh, fucking winning, you cunts. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like I prefer. I'll look back at this game as like a defense, you know, defensive, a defensive battle, a defensive triumph for the Roosters, uh, a lot closer than I anticipated that it would be, and uh, you know, so credit all around to everybody, except for the uh, it was funny incessant though. refs fault brigades. The exact thing you and I said to each other after the game, yeah, was echoed by the owner of the greatest moment in rugby league grand final history. What beef the, say? The following morning in, uh, in the Virgin Lounge. In the Virgin Lounge. The uh, immortal Tell Scott you what, Sattler. It wasn't a Virgin Lounge by the time you fucking got your lips off Scotty Sattler's thing. That was fucking... <laughs> yeah, what a morning. Scotty what a, Sattler. What a, what a good guy. Well, he's a fucking good guy though, hey. Like legit the nice... One of the nicest yep. ex-players. Yep. Just happy to have a chat. Oh, and like, like it's like you know you're like a long lost fucking mate or whatever. Yeah, you know, you can't, you're like, yeah, just That's yeah, it. great. You know, super friendly guy. Just a fucking yeah, absolute champion. Like, and he said exactly that. Yeah, and he, he said, agreed. Oh, yeah, so great game. He said he wished it went to Golden Point. That would have been great to see. And he wished the ref thing didn't happen. But once it was done, he was just, oh yeah, okay, it's over. Yeah, <laughs> like there was really no yeah no feeling about it. So. Yeah. Okay, to the uh, to the mailbag, and I'm sure there's going to be a bit of tears in here. Uh, Toto said, uh, people still gronking over the Clive Churchill medal. What do you expect with two X-Raiders players as judges and the other awarded Slater Man of the Series in Origin last year? <laughs> well, the funny, the funny thing is, though, I mean, from the way it's the way I've seen it explained was the voting thing happens via you know an app or some technology. Daly and Meninga's votes were in, and at that point. Jared Wiria Hargraves was the yeah. Clive Churchill medalist because of connectivity. Something Lockyer's weren't in, and it was when that he when he put his. So so I I would expect that what happened was that Daly and Meninga probably both had Whiten as number so two. Maybe basic, basically Lockie is jealous of what a good fullback Tedesco is. Yeah, and Whiten fucking shouldered him in the face, so Lockyer gave him extra points, and that's why yeah. he got the medal. Yeah, it could have been like 2013 though, where they just gone look, you know. The referees, the, the the referees are fucking causing problems yeah, here. Let's give it. it to the other guys to shut yeah. them up. <laughs> yeah. uh, Dane or the Aldi Rock, as we call him. Uh, <laughs> uh, congrats, Roosters! Fully deserved win. We had our chances to win, but couldn't put the polish on some of our good sets and didn't take advantage of the Cronks inbinning. The boys done us proud this year and hopefully won better in twenty twenty. Hashtag stop the refs folding. Wow. Well, he, done, he, may, he, may, he may be the greatest fucking well uh, camera fan in Tour Nation at the moment. Uh, Bethany, in all seriousness, it was a great game. Whiten definitely deserved the Clive Churchill medal. Now I think about it, he was in everything. I expected the Raiders to lose, but to lose like that is simultaneously the saddest and funniest thing I've ever seen. Uh, Paul Mac underscore 78. Roosters fans are like NRA members after a school shooting. <laughs> Hashtag now is not the time to discuss these matters. Emmy <laughs> uh, Sam. Canberra losing to rest fault is fucking everything in my veins. <laughs> this is the best thing for rugby league. Hashtag NRL chaos. Hashtag paprika everywhere. Hashtag fuck the milk. Uh, <laughs> I'm disappointed with how many retweets that up the milk thing that you tweeted on, on the Friday or I, Saturday morning. I think, I think Twitter started 
selectively they don't shadow ban like other platforms do yeah because like i retweeted it i mean maybe i yeah but there's <laughs> yeah if you saw that tweet retweet it let's give it a second life <laughs> <laughs> if, if not on stepdad's account it's on mine so you can find it there to retweet it hashtag but, up the milk yeah hashtag up the milk yeah um nat is, uh, i'm on suicide watch uh, losing grand finals are not is not cool a long-suffering raiders fan yeah, well, I mean, they, they all are, aren't they? I mean, if you're over the age of 25, you're yeah, long-suffering, right? Has stuck solid. Yep. It, you know, played. This person of character sticks solid. I mean, who ditches their side for another side? Well, you know, went through the trials and tribulations of playing junior football with Travis Burns. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, he's obviously used to a shit cup. <laughs> uh, Stuart. Thinking about the contentious six-again call, the NRL will undoubtedly forget their justification of the fecky try last year, that once the call's been made, that that's that, play the whistle, etc., etc. Unfortunately for Raiders fans, what they're being fucked with is indeed double-ended. Yes, that is true. That's a good Look, point. Look, the, the, the NRL haven't forgotten the ju- that, that at all. I mean, they've, they've said that's the case. I mean, it's really the hand gesture that's the problem because, yeah, yeah verbally... If is you watch six, that, if you yeah. watch that with your eyes shut, you hear the question, and then you hear hear them over and over and over again, last, you know, reiterate last, the last, last tackle. Last, yeah. So it's really just that that split second with the hand thing. Um, Alexander said, "Can you imagine what it would feel like to be one of those lucky girls who ordered one of those big sausage pizzas, only to discover a limp, shriveled up, smelly penis inside, knowing you have absolutely no cash to pay for it?" Well, after watching tonight's game, I guess I kind of do now. Could really go some pizza, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch, uh, all these years we thought it was Cam Smith paying refs when it was actually Cooper Cronk. Mm. Uh, Chris, uh, we survived an ambush. Shit calls both sides. Go east, back to back, baby. Rooster emoticon, rooster emoticon, rooster emoticon, rooster emoticon. Todd, fuck me. That call didn't directly lose us the game, but it definitely put us in the position at the opposite end of the field. Well done, roosters. Put in what position? Position to fucking have a good defensive set? Um... And uh, JDHD. Oh, he's got JDHD 44 on his thing now. <laughs> fuck the Roosters for being too good. Fuck the refs for being idiots. And fuck the Raiders for being such soft cocks about it. You want that premiership? Fucking go and score a point in the final 65 minutes of a game. Well, they did. I mean, they scored a, they, sc- they scored in like the 30th minute, didn't they? No, <laughs> Score more points. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, do you have any final uh, final thoughts on the, on, the, on the game, on the grand final match? Oh, no, look, I... It, it's hard to deny the that the Roosters played a, a complete season and better better te- better team on the night. Yeah, and look, yeah, and, and as I said, I mean, it, it's really comfortable. It's it fucking sucks losing grand finals. Yep, and it's really comfortable to blame the refs instead of blaming your own missed opportunities that you caused through your own, you know, like BJ and, you know, et, et cetera. I heard a lot of talk during the week that all, all this stuff about, you know, Robo being a, a fantastic coach is is overbaked because, you know, w- what did they do? They they weren't where they wanted to be, so they went and bought Tedesco and they went and bought Kronk and, um, you know, they took Crichton from the, the rabbits. Isn't that part of the coach's this, job? This, this. Yeah, it is. But again, you could have you have all of those bits in place. Yeah. But when you can win a grand final after losing a player so early, after having your fucking backup hooker coming in from missing twenty weeks. Yep. Having Jake Friend in your team, full stop. For a period, yeah. <laughs> you know, having your half off the field. 
And not your half, though, but, like, also, like, you know, the brain of your team. Yeah, you Cooper Cronk. Yeah. Um, and it's not like he can get on the fucking microphone. I mean, when he's sat exactly. in the thing, you know what I mean? Like, he, exactly. he can't coach him from the sideline. You know, to have all of that and still persevere, Yeah, that's the coach's job. Yes. So, well yeah. done to Roosters. Just to finish up on the grand final talk, uh, we've got some uh, some some audio from the uh, post match press conference. I mean, people obviously expected Ricky. You know, is it possible he's going to come out and hit us with you know ten grand worth of gold? He didn't quite go that far. He's fairly philosophical, but uh, we'll just leave you with uh, some of that audio. This is all wrong. I shouldn't be up here. How dare you? You have stolen my dreams with your empty words, and yet I'm one of the lucky ones. People are suffering. For more than 30 years, the science has been crystal clear. How dare you continue to look away and come here saying that you're doing enough when the politics and solutions needed are still nowhere in sight. You say you hear us and that you understand the urgency. But no matter how sad and angry I am, I do not want to believe that. Because if you really understood the situation and still kept on failing to act, then you would be evil and that I refuse to believe. Okay, uh, briefly, this time it's not even it's not even a preview situation here. It's just uh, we've got the uh, Prime Minister's thirteen coming up on uh, Friday evening, and uh, for guys is that televised anyway. It is going to be on the app, I believe, oh. and on like Foxtel or something. It's on one of them, but it's on the NRL NRL dot com, which I presumably means it's going to be on the app as well. Okay. So, so that's how uh, I'll be watching the representative debut of fucking right. Hank Scorpio, Brad Parker himself. Who would have thought at the start of the season? I got a phone call. Oh yes, that um, I'm now on the uh, the ratings thing that tells you tells them what who watches what TV show. Oh, what Nielsen? Nielsen? AC yeah. Nielsen? Yeah, okay. So, um, and they can do it on smart TVs. Okay. So there's going to be <laughs> a lot of Pornhub, <laughs> rugby league. <laughs> there's some titties. <laughs> and, uh, yes, and and now you know since we have re- revitalized or reworked our sample group that we use for these ratings, we have noticed that uh, that that step that stepfather porn. Uh, scenarios <laughs> have got crushed through the roof, <laughs> and uh, and and furries of all things. <laughs> uh, look, these these games. I mean, but these are uh, these prime ministers. I mean, you know, I, I expect I expect the uh, the Australian side to to win. I don't expect that we're going to unearth any any real. Um, and fuck, I, you, I mean, it's great to see Payne ha- Payne Haas in there, but he'll play for Australia anyway. Politics aside, yep. Fucking nice to see the Prime Minister going to watch his, his team play. Yeah. Yep. Just been announced. Yep. ScoMo, the uh, the Sharks fans, going to fly in, watch the game, then fuck off again. And uh, it's, it's also probably why, why Wade Graham's the captain of the side. 
<laughs> although, although, look, you know, to be completely real, I'm looking, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the lineup here, and he's not gone overboard at all. I think, I think Wado is pretty much the only Sharks player in the side. So, so who's there? Uh, okay, so you got fullback is uh, is Gutho. Yep. The wingers are um, Ferguson and Felt. Yep. Moborowski and uh, Hank Scorpio in the centres. Yep. The halves are Cody Walker and Mitch Moses. Yep. Then we got our props, Paul Vaughan and Payne Haas. Yep. Ben Hunt at hooker. And then the back row, you got uh, Wade Graham, uh, Tyson Frizzle, yep. and uh, Jakey Turbo. Yep. And then the interchange, you got Dry Arrow, Ruben Garrick, David Fafida, Reed Marnie, Nathan Brown, and 19, Thomas Flegler. Yeah, fuck, there you go. I'm not, well, sure, I'm not, I'm not sure you want to carry a, a winger on the bench, but... You do use ScoMo. Have you seen how those guys get smashed when they play over there, though? <laughs> yeah. You probably do want to win. Expecting game. someone to die. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and uh, and the, the women's game as well is going to be... Uh, it's going to be on th- at 3.30 p.m. And then the guys <coughs> are at 6.30 p.m. So, that's daylight time. So, I don't know. Is that, does that mean that we've got a... 5.30. Yeah. yeah, okay. So, for 2.30, 2.30, 5.30. Fucking hell, 530. Queensland. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Although, that extra hour was great on Monday morning. Although on Saturday, yeah. on Sunday morning or Saturday, late Saturday night, it was it was str- it was strange when the 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 late 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 drinking session suddenly became a lot fucking later yeah. when the clocks went oh. forward at two a.m. <laughs> yes. And of course, we've got coming up, uh, and yeah, we'll probably briefly touch on this on the Twilly episode um, if we feel like it. But uh, then we've got the Nines coming up the following weekend. Yes, and then uh, then I think England's coming. They're touring Australia or some shit, and so there'll be some of those games, and yeah, and that'll be it. Lovely. Right, I mailbag. I don't actually have any mailbag stuff in here, but I like worries. Worries suck balls with the the tool tourist. He's uh he couldn't find a sticker to deface something, uh in in Tokyo at the rugby rugby union world cup. Uh, so he uh, he he got a photo there in a in one of the old school tool shirts. So uh, shout out to the man who who uh, definitely most definitely doesn't suck balls. Um, Last weekend, we had our traditional end-of-season events for members and uh, and then for everyone on the Sunday. And I'd just like to quickly thank everyone who came out for both of those. Really appreciate it. Had some great chats with uh, all sorts of people about all sorts of uh, important subjects from, you know, inane shit to cryptocurrency and... Jesus. I'd like we, to we, tell... We found, we found Fireball. I'd like to tell Supergrave to go fuck himself for introducing Fireball. That fireball was, well, you know, it's 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 not that hard. It's quite, it's quite nice. I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, no, no, I had too many. Of them. See, you weren't around that much on the Sunday, Sunday at Edinburgh Castle upstairs. So, oh. so you missed some thing. You missed some things that happened. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, uh, my mate Jones. Great to see my mate Jones. I haven't seen him like you know face to face for for uh, a couple of years. So it was great to catch up with him, have some drinks and stuff. But he um, he was like, let's go get hit the Patron. 
And they're like, oh. and they're like, we haven't got any. And they're like, well, you, che- you better fucking check downstairs. <laughs> and uh, and they had, we basically, we, we they had some downstairs, and we drank it all. And and <laughs> to the point where I was having a shot with Josie, and she's like, she's only charged for one shot because there was one full one, and then one like three quarters, and she goes, uh, and it couldn't quite make it there. So we started doing like normal tequila slams with oh. this fucking salt and the lemon shit. But uh, and I said, to, I said to the lady, I was like, honestly, this is our third year here. Yeah. On this weekend in yeah. a row, yeah. Surely, you've got someone involved in cost and control and things like this for your organisation that would understand a spike in Patron <laughs> <laughs> consumption on this weekend, two years running, and uh, so that you know you could have more than than this ready <laughs> than yes. this paltry half a fucking bottle that we had to drink yes. on you. Um, and well, then, so, so then the fireball became more of a thing then because there, there was no the patron just didn't exist. I think fireball's just done some very heavy fucking distribution marketing because everywhere's got fireball and everywhere's got those fucking cunt dispensers. That's the first time I had it. Hey, oh, um, the, on that on the Saturday night was the first time I had it and it was it was quite nice. I enjoyed it. It it is it's lovely as a you know nice little tipple, but when you start getting up to sort of eight plus. It's just it's, it's, it's just what you've got to do. Oh. I mean, it's either that or it's fucking like Cafe XO Patron. Yeah, Mr. Black's was good. I like the Mr. Black. Yeah, Mr. Black's. Black's good, yeah. No, he's no. good too. Yes, no. We got there too late on the Saturday. To these fucking lockout laws down there, though. Fuck, didn't Holy shit. How mm. f- you get out, I mean, you you leave the burger place at 11, mm. and then it's that's it. You're fucked. Like, yeah, you, can't get, you, you can't get anything from a bottle, though. Like, it's just, no. you just, you're, you're fucked. Anyway. 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 Anyway, we were fucked anyway. We were plenty fucked anyway. Um, I don't know if there's anything you want. Oh, I just have to give a shout out to Mezzy and uh, and Mrs. Mezzy for uh, coming through on the jelly tip chocolate. Shit's delicious too. Um, um, are we doing the Brisbane Fritzenberger meetup? <laughs> I ain't doing Fritzenberger, my friend. You gotta check yourself before you really wreck yourself. What do you mean? Fat bellies, bitch. Oh, okay. That's where it's going to be. I thought you put up the fucking... Because there's, there's one now at Albany Creek. What's at Albany Creek now? Oh, no. Fuck that. No, no. We're doing... We're going to fucking Fat Bellies. We're going to Fat Bellies. Okay, yeah. cool. Fat Belly Jacks yeah, meet up. Yeah, yeah. The Fritzenberger and Albany Creek. That could, that could just be like off-season thing. Yeah, okay, whatever cool. Whatever for anyone up here. But, we'll do that. But yeah, so anyway, what's a... That'll be not this... It'll be a fortnight from this weekend. Yeah, so I'm just looking at the calendar. It's going to be... like I think we said... Did we say the 27th? Something like that. Let me go back to the month-on-month month view and Sunday. So, yeah, okay. So, it's going to be probably the afternoon or around the lunchtime into the afternoon of Sunday, the 27th of October. If that you were in Brisbane or you will be in Brisbane and you would like to come along to the season ending... I'll put something up on the Facebook group. Yeah. We'll get expressions of interest because if there's enough people, we'll get the place. Yeah, I mean... We'll get the, yeah, exactly. Because I mean, it's it's not it's not the largest uh, venue, and no. yeah, and I would, I'm realistically, I'd probably only spe- expect you know, kind of like a dozen people there. But people if it turns out to be shit. more, yeah. yeah. Well, but if it turns out that, if it turns out that there's more, then you know, we might be able to get like you know, get inside, you know, get the inside yep. section, you know, That's for it. our for our use or whatever. And um, yeah, that would be great. And uh, I'm already looking forward to smashing some more of that fucking uh, delicious chicken, delicious hot ass chicken. Fuck yes. So. That's it. Nice. Episode 339. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, interact with us on Twitter at TWI League. The Facebook group is uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Twill Nation. And uh, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League is the page. What's the episode title? This episode title. Finally censored. 
<laughs> it's just going to be asterisks in the in the in the the, uh, the format of the words that you were said that were bleeped out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or I guess some of the words of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this week we had uh, not one but four reviews. Jesus, well done. And this, the coolest thing about this uh, place that I've linked us up to that tell me about the reviews is that a problem we've had in years gone by are people saying, I did a review, here's what it was, why is it not, why is it not showing up? That Apple haven't put it up on the store yet, what's the problem? But, and, and the problem is invariably you've thrown some fucking curse words in the review yes. and it's been deleted. But this one has a thing and it puts a little flag on it that says it's deleted, but it just gives you the review. So, so you still know what it was, even if it got deleted. And so I can actually tell this person to um, go and just, you know, just put you know zero curse words in it and, and up, you know, otherwise upload it and you'll be fine. Uh, so the first one we got here is from Andy the Eagle and he says, the greatest five stars. This is the greatest rugby league podcast. Nate and Jay say how it is with no fear, favor or agenda. It's surprisingly insightful delve into rugby league culture with none of the overblown hyperbole common with mainstream rugby league media. Highlights to look forward to a story time and Jay's special rants. Highly recommended for Sharks, Storm and Bronco supporters. I must listen <laughs> if you're serious about the great game. <laughs> And then deleted one from someone uh, who named themselves Be Brave, Use a Picnic, <laughs> entitled Furry Stiletto and Mars Bar Merchants Five Stars. I don't think it would be an exaggeration to say this is the greatest podcast of all time, <laughs> maybe ever. <laughs> well, all time, that's redundant, isn't it? Take one listen and it'll be a revelation to you of its God-tier status. From trading AIDS for syphilis, giving credit to the shittest eagina looking schnitzels in Western <laughs> Sydney, to becoming a ref's fault Jedi, you'll have a podcast that will have you either figuratively or in the odd case literally shitting your pants from laughing so hard on your daily commute even when you feel like the first half of the pod is under par you know it'll even up in the second half because that's how good stats work <laughs> i hope stepdad can go find a girl at the meetup on a secret ranger flow to give us a story time about making a strawberry milkshake thanks for coming to my ted talk <laughs> uh, this next one is 10 out of 10 five stars um by someone entitled farrakuk <laughs> Came for the comeback, kids. Stayed for the sexual depravity. And uh, finally, we went from Biggest. Um, oh, different side of Biggest on the weekend, too. Yeah. I heard him say cunt, and I was stunned. Well, you allegedly did, and that will remain <laughs> unconfirmed because he is still the most wonderful and wholesome. Oh, yeah, that doesn't change anything. It was just like if you heard, like, I don't know, like- uh, like Mary Poppins called the kids little cunts or something. <laughs> it's just like surprising. You'd be like, yeah, hey, he's still cool. <laughs> now, as uh, now how I see rugby league five stars. I speak to people about rugby league as often as I can. A common trope is that everything uh, is is that everything that's hard and everything that's wonderful in and out of the great game is reflected in life. This show and its community help shape how I see rugby league. Their insights, jokes, and frustrations, their support, commitment, and humiliations, all that these hosts and their community provides me about their perspectives on rugby league shapes how I view it. So it follows that Nate, Jay, and the, and the nation shape how I see rugby league, that they that they shape how I see the world, and it's a beautiful, beautiful world to live in. Thanks, fam. Oh, what a fucking wonderful man. A delight. Um, tipping. It was over last week. It's uh, now it's once and for all over. Uh, two people in the top ten failed to 
pick the winning side in the grand final. Uh, so how you fucking got this far in the season, I'll never know. Uh, <sighs> Tuzi, three-point victor Ooh. over second place. A tie with Conan, Neil, and Voodoo Rock. And we go back another, a further another point to Yellarbon and SNS Marla. And then the uh, from six through to ten, or sorry, six through to eight, all tied. And that is uh, Ruffy is my cuck bitch. Hammerhead Thrust Eagles and myself finishing officially in uh, eighth place. And uh, then we got to go back another one. We've got Nightmare and uh, DeToro. So, congratulations to Tuzi. You're in front. You got yourself in front you're probably three quarters of the way through the season. And you managed to maintain and hold on and extend your lead. So, fucking excellent tipping. Congratulations, sir. We salute you. And... Uh, now, through the face, the last before I forget the through the Facebook group, uh, gone through and done all the categories for for the Twillies and just sort of got some ideas together for shortlists. Yep. So those shortlists, I'll probably pass through them and get the voting up online sort of tomorrow or Saturday or something like that. Uh, just depending on how fucking long it takes me to compile the. Yeah, I feel like the the further I get through the categories, the easier it's going to be to compile because people were fuckheads the first couple, and then then it actually got they they understood our work. Then they then they so then they got the picture yeah, yeah and then so so then I, I I think once like I sat down and did the first like 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 fullback and wingers and that and it was just like oh fuck this I can't I cannot be fucked doing this anymore so I just put it to the side again otherwise I could otherwise my intention was to go voting is now open <laughs> but no it is not hey also. Uh, just uh, giving you guys a, a flag for, for membership for next year. Uh, we've been talking over the last little while about doing like an option where we sort of open it up at the end of the end of the season, like end of October, like clubs do, and give people the opportunity to pay it off over the period of however many months it is until you know works out to be like you know April. Yep. And um and then go from there. So that'll be the option. You can buy it just all at the one time and then then if you want as well. But in the I think while we're at the airport waiting to catch it while we're flying down. The idea was hatched that this next year there's going to be like the membership and it's going to be all cool like it usually is, but then there's going to be this extra bonus layer on top of the membership, which is going to be an additional T-shirt over and above anything else that appears in the membership. And this T-shirt is going to remain a secret until you fucking open your membership and pull it out. You're going to have to, tr- you're going to have to trust us that it's on brand. <laughs> And won't get you arrested, and uh, it's it's this, amazing. This shirt is going to be the greatest item of clothing that you can have ever purchased, or will ever purchase in your entire life. Yes, agreed. And uh, and so, thank you to to the the Facebook group for giving the idea. Because yes. that's where that's where the idea is spawned. Yes, and uh, we will not be revealing the contents of the shirt or what, anything like that. It's just got something you're going to have to trust us on. Yes, and so for those who who uh, want to uh, take a step off into the void, yes. <laughs> and become a true a true fashion um, astronaut. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh- <laughs> Well, next level. So excited! Can't wait to. I just cannot. I cannot fucking wait to wear it. So we're we're going to put some options up for for people that want to put pay their memberships off um, over multiple months. We're going to put some cheaper options up if you don't want to pay for a full membership, yep. um, but you just want to support the show in another way, uh, and that'll come with some extras. And yeah, we get and we're going to do, uh, do at, at least one. So what, once a month. We're going to do a uh, live, a special, or like a yeah. We're going to call it a game companion. Yeah, not you know just the blatantly rip off 
something similar done somewhere else. Yeah, not to rip off uh, the uh, Joe Rogan's fight companions, but the the concept there, the thing, the thing that's kind of been been holding us back for in terms of doing like a live game call is the fact that when you're calling something, you know, via the internet and watching it on the TV, it's just it's just you know science and the speed of transmission. We're not gonna. It's, you can't. There's a delay. You can't. You can't. But however, if we are just having a conversation about anything and everything and the game while the game's on, then the necessity for it to be actually Live up to the second place. of your calling every that's single it. every pass that's thrown is a you know that's that that goes away and it becomes yep. much more achievable. So that's it. so that's what we're going to be doing, and we're going to do once a, one of those a month, and um, one of those a month we'll also do a special um, ask me anything session. Yeah, for those people as well. So yep, there'll be right. some options for you to support the show, and and also for the first time we'll be throwing some uh, some extra content your way as well. Actually, not for the first time. I remember back in the back in the day when I used to when there used to be a lot of fucker and a lot of mistakes with in the, the used to actually do the bloopers and and yeah and, yeah, and uh, release the bloopers as a separate thing as well for the members. But it, it just got to the stage where they just the standards dropped. And the and the level of ability went up, and so the gulf between what was a blooper and what was just stayed in there yeah. <laughs> disappeared completely to the point where it just became impossible to actually find five minutes of you know that sort of content. But um, and, who uh, knows? Maybe maybe as a as a bonus for twenty twenty <laughs> members, I, I may fucking provide them with the unedited part of what I had to bleep out tonight. <laughs> 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 um, and yeah, the, look, the more supporters we have for the show, the bigger and better things we can do. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. Meetups get bigger. Mm-hmm. We do half yearly ones. Yep. We do something around an origin or something. Boxes at fucking origins. Yeah, yeah. Fucking sky's the limit. Exactly. We could get press accreditation. <laughs> well, we could get, we could we could we could get that anyway. I mean, I've been I've been through that been through that thing. But it doesn't it doesn't really give you that much though i know it'd just yeah. be great to be able to go in and go know. in and be going and be and and just fucking wind up ricky in a well, just, <laughs> just to ask madge next year and just say you know you're currently sitting fourth do you have a solid plan in place on how you'll eventually finish ninth <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> could you imagine how how quickly that accreditation would be gone <laughs> <laughs> it would oh it'd just be it'd be crazy i mean you the more the more I think about it, the, the more I like it because you could just we could actually run like ten years worth of memes <laughs> against the club against yeah. the coaches of the clubs in the press yeah. conferences. Like you could just start just ask Dean Pay like exclusively about passion and fight. And <laughs> <laughs> just go to Melbourne and just say, "Where are the children, Craig? <laughs> Let the children out." <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Anyway. That's, That's it for this week. Uh, Twillies will be Friday week. So the voting will go up. You'll have about a week to vote. And uh, the voting will end sort of, I guess, around lunchtime on, on Friday of next week. And uh, from there, the awards will be the Friday night. And uh, they'll start Queensland time, 9 p.m. And uh, and they'll go through until they're, until they're done. And uh, it's a live streamed episode, so it will appear on iTunes afterward. However, we do find that traditionally that episode 
there's a, a very active chat room and there's a lot of sort of back and forth, you know, during the course of the live episode. And so, uh, usually the context is a lot better in the moment. Yes. <laughs> so, so I highly urge you to, to get on and join in with the, uh, with the fun and games. You are correct. And, uh, that's it. See you next week or the week after or whenever the fuck it is. Yeah. Next week, next yeah. week, but it's the last one next week, last episode of the year. So, uh, Suck it up while you can. Take it all in. Nice one. <laughs>